the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply, it's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. We have a great discussion today about two compounds. We've talked about these compounds over the years, um, but when they're paired together, they seem to have a synergistic effect. And uh, science shows that they're probably as effective, if not more effective. And I'll tell you why I think one of them is more effective than even metformin as a a senolytic. Um, And we're going to be talking about those today. Um, Also want to mention our title sponsor, is Legendary Foods, and I want to get their image up here, the makers of the Tasty Pastry. You know, um, the sugar in your diet, as you're going to hear from today's show, is really critical for aging. Um, There's so much evidence that shows low-carbohydrate, especially low-sugar diets, can do so many wonderful things, including reverse brain aging. Uh, That study was published a couple years ago. I think we may have talked about it on the show. Uh, Perhaps we didn't, but we're talking about it now. And with that being said, seeking out foods that satisfy your sweet tooth uh, without actually piling on a lot of sugar and carbohydrates is, is, uh, is something that you should endeavor. Legendary Foods makes it easier. Uh, Legendary Foods makes a new snack pastry. I say new. It's been around for a couple of years, but there are a lot of people out there who still don't know about it called the Tasty Pastry. It originally started out as a replacement for the Pop-Tart. But today, it's so much more than that because it tastes so good. It really makes you feel like you're eating a piece of cake. So many amazing flavors. Um, The the icing on top is impeccable. Uh, You will think that you're eating junk, but you're not. Less than one gram of sugar, 20 grams of high-quality, high-leucine protein, four to five net carbs if you're a low-carb slash keto person like myself. Um, But the the big test is this. Your kids will not eat a healthy protein bar. They go, ooh, and they, but you will have to fight your kids for the tasty pastries. They will swear they're eating junk and don't let them in on the, 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 the truth. Send them to school with them. They'll think that they're eating the same crap their friends eat, but they're really not. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary. Use the code SHR10 to save 10% off. While you're there, check out their seasoned almonds, and flavored nut butters. Their nut butters, again, taste decadent, but there's no sugar in them. You'll love them. Uh, show them some love. Uh, of course, uh, I am here wearing a, the closest thing to a red shirt for Valentine's Day. It's, it's Valentine's Day here. Uh, welcome to the show, Jacqueline Seymour. Uh, we're going to be talking about two compounds we've talked about before, but we've, we've found a, a way to pair them together. How you doing, Jackie? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. How are you? My pleasure. Yeah, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Um, so before we get started, I have to set the table. <clears throat> I did a show in 2006, I believe, with a scientist from Rutgers University who published, uh, in my humble opinion, one of the most important studies as it relates to aging. And that is, this study showed that cellular senescence was triggered by glucose signaling. Glucose signaling, meaning when your blood sugar goes up, the body does a host of things to manage that. And those things are the first domino that fall to create a senescent cell. Now, fast forward to 2014, when we had Dr. Mikhail Blagoskloni on the show talking about how rapamycin, uh, formerly a cancer drug, now an anti-rejection drug, is being used 
um, to actually vanquish and reverse senescent cells. And then uh, a little bit further up the road, we talked about uh, how a lot of money was being invested into metformin, a type 2 diabetes drug, uh, because it too showed some potential senolytic or longevity benefits. So what the reason I'm telling you this story is because the number one thing that makes you age like crap is the sugar in your diet and your body's response to that. What do you think of those statements, Jackie? I mean, it's very true. Um, sugar activates different pathways in the body, which lead to um, very negative consequences like poor insulin sensitivity, like you just mentioned. Um, they activate mTOR um, also, which is very negative for the body. And so um, sugar just appears to be very negative for um, longevity. I think the mTOR discussion needs to be qualified. mTOR is critical for repairing yes. tissue. However, having mTOR turned on all the time is not a good thing. mTOR and AMPK must be balanced like everything else in the body. There's a, there's a, there's a healthy balance to everything. But the problem is in today's society, most people overconsume uh, low quality foods, which generally have lots of sugar in them. And as a result of that, they are turning mTOR on all the time. And one of the most critical windows to avoid turning on mTOR appears to be about three hours before you go to sleep. Uh, Dr. Dale Bredesen's work uh, with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's disease showed that those who stop eating about three hours before bed actually can reverse the cognitive decline found in dementia. Are you familiar with Dr. Bredesen? Uh, he's, a, he's a University of California guy. Yeah, I read his work a while ago. I can't recall too much, but it was very impactful on uh, for dementia. Yeah, uh, he's actually so he can't say he's curing Alzheimer's because there's they can't do biopsies of the brain and go, oh, look, the plaque is gone. But he's reversing all of the symptoms uh, with lifestyle changes and that include hormone replacement therapy where appropriate, supplementation where appropriate, but a lot of lifestyle changes, exercise. Uh, Getting getting to getting to sleep the magic uh, three hours before midnight, preserving that that window there, and you stop eating uh, at that period of time. So you have that three hours before bedtime where your body is done digesting food, and it can pay attention to cleaning up uh, metabolic debris. And the guy's great. He's been on the show a couple times. He's brilliant. In fact, I really think. His um, discussions apply to aging better in general, not, not just uh, not not just to, to helping people with dementia. Mm. Was he the one who said that type three uh, basically said Alzheimer's or dementia is essentially type three diabetes? So I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to believe this, but I coined that term type three diabetes as insulin resistance of the brain back in around 2010. I, I never heard anybody else use that terminology. It was during a discussion uh, that, that we were talking about insulin resistance. And I said, well, so it sounds to me like this is a, a new type of insulin. This is type 3 diabetes because it's insulin resistance of the brain. But, yes, Bredesen uses that term in, in his books as well. Uh, That's no, an interesting story. Hey, look, if you've been around – so I, I have a good friend, Mark Bell. We talk all the time. Mark is an amazing guy. And every time I say, well, yeah, I, I, I did that interview in 2010. I did that interview in 2006. I mean, I did the Methylene Blue interview in 2008. And now, you know, Methylene Blue is all the rage as, as a senolytic. And, and uh, the, Dr. Bruce Ames, the brilliant Dr. Bruce Ames came on my show in 2008 uh, and, and talked about Methylene Blue as a, uh, uh, as a therapy for, for dementia. Like no one even knew what it was back then. It was you put it in your fish tank to get rid of. Uh, uh, they call it ick, uh, f which is a fungus that grows on fish's tail. But anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> Trying to pat myself on the back. Hold on. But anyway, um, yes, uh, it is called uh, type three diabetes. It's insulin resistance of the brain. Absolutely, and that leads to. Uh, now I don't know that that. So uh, the problem with dementia. And as we talk about these two compounds shortly, the problem with dementia is it's a symptom. Dementia is a symptom. So dementia could be a symptom of uh, poor glucose uh, uh, utilization in the brain, which is the type 3 diabetes. But it also could be 
plaque buildup in areas of the brain uh, that are responsible for um, accessing information. Uh, but it also could be back to the mTOR AMPK discussion. Memories are stored using mTOR. So when you retrieve a memory and unfold it and think about it and talk to your friends about it, time to put it back in its place is an mTOR driven response. And if you've got mTOR turned on all the time, that subtle response starts to fade away. So I would argue that dementia is a symptom and there are many reasons for it, but all of them lead back to glucose management. All of them, the plaque buildup, the, the, the inability to have mTOR put memories away or even form memories, short-term memories, uh, is, 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 is defiled. Uh, because of people constantly having mTOR turned on because of their gluttonous a- appetites and the consumption of, of sugar. I would argue that. So would you like to add something to that? And then we'll get on to these compounds. Well, I guess just addressing like genetics, um, how much do genetics play into it outside of just um, insulin and poor sugar intake? So here's my attitude about genetics, and I'm often wrong, and I could be wrong here, but I feel like genetics is like you have a house. No, no. Here's a stupid analogy I've used over the years. (laughs) If I jump uh, in in the ocean on Manhattan Beach, I jump in the ocean, I go down, and I take a deep breath, and I drown. The geneticist would say, oh, you know, he's genetically predisposed not to be able to breathe water. I would say, don't jump in the water and take it, take a deep breath. And the, the reason I say this is because our genetics we get from our family. Yes. But we also get our lifestyle, our desire to eat certain foods and everything else. One, we can change one. We can't. One is an immovable object. The other one is not. And so mm-hmm. whenever people start talking about genetic predispositions, I say, well, I'm genetically predisposed not to be able to breathe water. So I'm not jumping in the water and taking a breath. Okay. Yeah. I heard that genetics is like 25% of lifespan is due to genetics. And then the other 75% is due to lifestyle factors. Epigenetics. Your, your, the things you do and its effect on those, those genes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, But now let's talk about, let's go back and let's talk about one of the compounds we're going to talk about, uh, which, which really speaks to the first domino. Okay. And that is resveratrol. Talk about resveratrol. So um, resveratrol is a compound that is found in the skin of red grapes. And in animal studies, we see that it protects against free radicals. It stimulates autophagy. It protects from DNA damage due to the sirtuin activation. So it's a potent activator of these sirtuins or these longevity genes. Um, And then it also ameliorates certain aspects of conditions of age-related disease, like metabolic disorders, type 2 diabetes, cancer, neurocognitive diseases, and cardiovascular disease. And outside of that, it also boosts mitochondrial function. And what we see in human studies is that it ameliorates certain aspects of the similar age-related diseases that it does in mice. So it improves cognitive scores for people with Alzheimer's or dementia. It improves insulin sensitivity for people with type 2 diabetes. It improves metabolic profiles for people with obesity or people who are old. It improves inflammation. Um, So it's really just this longevity compound that is very, very attractive in the longevity space and also um, really impactful for our health. So metformin was compared to um, resveratrol in a study in 2011, 2010, 2011, and it outperformed metformin. Have you seen this study? It's, it, metformin was, was, is considered the gold standard uh, in, in bl- blood sugar management because it's, it's oral. You don't have to inject it. But it also um, works through a variety of different pathways, several of them misunderstood or unknown, uh, to keep blood sugar down, even in the face of high carbohydrate intake. And they compared milligram for milligram of resveratrol with metformin in this study. And resveratrol outperformed metformin in being able to 
manage blood sugar uh, at times where blood sugar was going to go off the charts and as well as throughout the day. It kept blood sugar within a certain range, which is what you're looking for because it's the peaks that that turn cells into senescent cells. So if you're keeping blood if you're keeping blood sugar very very level, you're keeping insulin demand very very level. You age better, and and those of you who are in your 30s and 40s, now is the time for you to start taking resveratrol. Not when you're 63 like me, because the damage has already been done of of, of the things that I did to myself. And so really reversing them takes other heroic uh, uh, steps. But now is the time for you at 30 and 40 to start taking resveratrol because if you manage your blood sugar now, when you're 63, you're going to look a thousand times better than you would have had you not. So the other thing that I like about resveratrol over uh, metformin is it does not shut off mTOR. Now, think about this. Wait a minute, Carl, you just said glucose, mTOR, yes. But mTOR plays a very important role. You don't want to live to be 100 but not be able to get out of a chair because you, you, you've wasted away, all your muscles are wasted away. Unlike metformin, and one of the reasons I don't like metformin, there's several of them, is the fact that it does blunt mTOR. Response to exercise is weakened. Protein synthetic response of meals is weakened. Uh, resveratrol does not do that. So that's really, that's really fascinating. And, you know, metformin has so many negative side effects outside of that. And when people take it, they feel sick. A lot of them do. Um, resveratrol does not give you those side effects. Well, one of the uh, side effects of resveratrol that a lot of um, anti-aging big pharma promoters uh, like is that it increases acomancia in the gut. They're like, oh, acomancia, acomancia, acomancia. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's we are so complex that it is, it is, uh, it's foolish for us to think that this one thing only works that way. That's like mTOR and AMPK, you know. And so, uh, right now, there's a whole big acomancia good. Uh, and and in my, my in the words of a good friend of mine, Joel Green, when we start using words like, "Well, that's good," and "This is bad," that's baby talk. Nothing is good or bad. It's without the context that you're discussing it in. And so right now there's this big push like, oh, metformin does all these great things and it also influences the the microbiome. Well, shifting the microbiome to higher uh, amounts of acomancia at the cost of other uh, potentially important bacteria isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah, I agree. It hasn't played out yet. We don't understand the ramifications. And that's why, once again, remember, we evolved under the influence of resveratrol. Resveratrol is not just in grapes. It's in peanuts. It's found in a variety of different uh, plant-based foods. And we have consumed those uh, foods. And I don't want to get into the debate of, you know, animal protein versus plants and stuff like that. When we look at evolution, we are creatures of opportunity. Someone said to me, the other day, well, I don't eat pork because pigs are disgusting. They'll eat anything. And I thought to myself, are you an idiot? They are hybrids. They are like us. We, we've we survived because we can eat just about anything and, and stay alive. And pigs are no different than that. Actually, when you look at pig biology, they're very, very similar to humans. But we have gotten resveratrol throughout our millions of years of history. We didn't get metformin. Mm-hmm. So resveratrol is number one in these compounds that we're going to talk about today. The other compound is a new one on the scene. However, as it would happen, uh, commerce and politics dictated the introduction of uh, NMN. And uh, so if you remember, NAD was all the rage. But the problem is that one company had the patent on NAD. And as a result, they held all these other companies hostage that wanted to include it in supplements. So these companies found a way around it. They found the precursor to NAD. And now they can produce supplements that are economical, uh, that also increase NAD in the body. However, science is showing that using the precursor may actually be better than using the direct compound. Have you seen any of these studies, Jackie? 
Yeah, well, I know that using the direct compound NAD um, in Dr. Shinamai's lab in Washington, University of Washington, did not work at all. Um, whereas NMN produced like very, very compelling results. And the reason for that is that NAD is produced on demand by the body in the tissue that it needs it at the time. So flooding the body with NAD, look, I used to inject a uh, hundred milligrams of NAD plus the peptide once a week, because I thought, well, I'm going to get all the NAD I need quickly into my bloodstream. There is evidence now that taking NAD like that isn't really doing what you want it to do. This, by the way, uh, this same information uh, shows that IGF-1 long R3 may not work the way we think it should uh, for the same reason, because the body produces things on demand in the tissue that it needs it at the time that it needs it. And NAD is one of those. So supplying the precursor, the building blocks, appears to have a better effect. And that kind of speaks to the study you were just mentioning. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So why is NAD plus, uh, why, why is NAD important anyway? NAD is necessary to turn food into energy. Um, it's necessary to mediate inflammation for mitochondrial health, for activating autophagy, activating these different longevity pathways. It's in charge of hundreds of cellular processes. And without it, we'd actually be dead in about 30 seconds. So is, is, is NAD actually some sort of substrate, would you say, like, like uh, other energy substrates? It's, um, uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I know it's a very crucial coenzyme in the body. Um, so. Okay. All right. So now let's talk about sirtuins for a second. Sirtuins seem to be produced during fasting, right? And that was the, you know, Dr. Mark McCarty came on my show in 2008 after he published his study. He was also at the University of uh, California, Los Angeles, and he published the first rodent study on the every other day fasting protocol for rodents and that increased sirtuins. Why is sirtuins important to pay attention to, Jackie? Well, they're really important because they help repair the DNA and they also turn on basically epigenetic regulators. They help to turn on and off different or expression of different genes. Um, and so over time, if they're distracted, this can, there, this can lead to DNA damage accumulation, loss of identity for cells, increased accelerated or accelerated cellular aging and disease. Why is what, explain loss of, of, uh, identity for cells. What, what is, what is that? So because there's just so much DNA damage or different genes are on and off and they're just so confused, um, they don't really know if they're if they're a liver cell. They might think that they're a skin cell, um, and so on. And that's really cellular aging. That's very interesting. Wow, I, I wasn't aware of that. So, the does does NAD affect sirtuin production in any way? Yeah. So, and uh, sirtuins are dependent on NAD. So, if there is no NAD, these sirtuins are not activated. And if there is a better supply of NAD, these sirtuins are very activated. And so as we age, we actually lose our NAD supply. It, it diminishes. And so sirtuin activation also diminishes. I was just going to say, so so those of us who are in our 60s and we're fasting because we think it's upregulating sirtuins or we're taking resveratrol because we've read a study that says it upregulates sirtuins, the, the, the limiting factor could be the NAD availability then. It could and probably is. Why do you think NAD diminishes? Is there any evidence that the, the is it the precursor diminishes first? Or, the, or, do, or are, are we starved of nicotinamide in our diets? What do you think? I'm unsure what it is. Um, I would guess just the aging processes wearing away at, um, at the compound itself. Um, so it could be due also to inflammation. It could be due to a lot of things, but I'm unsure. You know, we have to take our first commercial break, but before we do that, I, I have to tell you, if, if those of you who maybe can't stay around for the whole show as we get deeper into some of the science, that there is a way to get both of these compounds in one capsule, well, actually two capsules today, and that is one of our sponsors called Verso. Verso has both NMN and resveratrol in fairly high doses of both uh, in two capsules a day. I take it because I... First of all, I take it for the resveratrol. 
the the production of NED plus to me is just a, is, is an added benefit. But I am a strong believer that as long as I keep blood sugar and insulin levels managed, I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely unequivocally age better than if I did not. And I know I said earlier that if you're 30 and 40, you really should be taking this product now, and I do mean that. But even if you're in your 60s, you're still going to age better from this point forward uh, by taking this supplement. And I feel, I'm saying this unabashedly with great confidence. This is, this is all in the science. This is not me making things up. If you go to shrnetwork.biz slash verso, V-E-R-S-O, and use the code SHR, you'll save 20% off a bottle of it. Now, don't expect to feel a lot. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. A lot of these uh, misunderstood or uh, misused, if you will, or underused uh, supplements, people use them and they think, well, I don't, I don't feel anything. And you may not feel anything. And maybe you will. There are some people who are very sensitive to these two compounds. But that's not a reason to stop taking it. Uh, you you don't think about breathing. But you wouldn't say, you know, I'm not going to breathe anymore. I'm just going to hold this breath for as long as I can, unless you're Eric Garcetti, that is. I'm sorry. I had to do that. I had to do that. Uh, But the reality is that we're going to talk about long-term benefits of these that you're not going to notice early on when we come back. So stay tuned. You're watching and listening to Superhuman Radio, and we shall return. Have you been struggling to achieve results in the gym? Trouble sleeping through the night? Overwhelmed with stress or anxiety? Look no further than InfiniWell Supplements. They have designed products to address specific needs like muscle growth, hormone balance, sleep, and anxiety from the first use. InfiniWell helps you live well. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash bewell, that's B-E-W-E-L-L, and use code SHR20 and start living well today. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I have struggled to give up coffee for years. Coffee has destroyed my gut and it's impaired my health. Well, I haven't had coffee in months thanks to a product called Magic Mind. Magic Mind is the first nootropic blend I actually feel working. One shot and I'm good all day long. My memory is crystal clear and I'm able to function and have great focus without coffee or caffeine for that matter. If you want to try a product that really works, if you're like me and you want to give up coffee forever, or you just need something occasionally that will help you lift the brain fog, Magic Mind is your product. I promise you that this product you will feel when you use it. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash Magic Mind, all one word, and use the code SHR for a whopping 20% off your first order. Remember those rectangular toaster pastries you used to love when you were a kid? Well, Legendary Foods has just made them better. The new cake-style tasty pastry is like nothing you've ever had before. With 20 grams of high-quality protein and less than one gram of sugar, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use the code SHR10 to save save 10% off your purchase of tasty pastries. Now available in cookies and cream. Red velvet cake, birthday cake, blueberry, strawberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and hot fudge sundae. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use code SHR10 today. One of the best health hacks there is, is using an infrared sauna with regularity. But infrared saunas are expensive. You have to assemble them and they require a great deal of space in your home to dedicate to one. But that's all about to change because I negotiated an amazing deal with Helix, the infrared sauna blanket company, so that every one of my listeners can take advantage of an infrared sauna in their home 
apartment, condo, wherever you live, take it with you. Right now, you can get an infrared sauna blanket for just $469. And if you want, you can break it into four interest-free installment payments as well. There is no longer an excuse not to have and use an infrared sauna. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash helix. That's H-E-A-L-I-X. Use code SHR. Get this ridiculously inexpensive price now and 45-day risk-free. If you don't like it, send it back. But I promise you, you will love it and you will never want to be without it ever again. Being superhuman means being conscientious about the choices we make. White Oak Pastures is superhuman when it comes to raising livestock. They're committed to animal welfare, land regeneration, and rural revival. They responsibly manage the entire process from the pasture to your doorstep. High-quality, pasture-raised, great-tasting meat from a farm you can trust. Full nose-to-tail selections. They even have options for your pet. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash white oak and use the code superhuman to save 10% off your entire first order. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Hey, welcome back. We're talking with uh, Jackie Seymour. We're talking about two compounds, uh, resveratrol and NMN, which stands for nicotinamide. Mononucleotide. Thank you, mononucleotide. We have a question uh, before we get deeper into this discussion um, from John Pages, who's watching us on Facebook Live right now. He's asking a question about metformin, but I'd also like to ask this this question about resveratrol. Does metformin affect the production of NAD as it tends to stimulate fasting and encourages autophagy? Um, any idea on metformin and if not, any idea on resveratrol? I, um, I don't know about metformin. Um, and resveratrol, I'm not sure if it impacts NAD. I know that it um, activates sirtuins, which NAD does as well. If you know, feel free to weigh in. Well, no, I, I don't think I don't think NAD has uh, those kind of metabolic effects like resveratrol or metformin. I think that the, these two compounds work in very different. I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, not, I'm not talking about metformin. I'm not a fan of metformin, and I've, I've vocally been opposed to metformin use early on. I got a lot of heat from some, you know, gurus out there. Um, because I, my stance was metformin is not a good idea, just it, simply because it blocks uh, mTOR completely. But there's even studies out there that show a higher rate of breast cancer in uh, uh, diabetic women who took metformin. Remember, metformin doesn't make anybody lose body fat. Ask yourself why that is. Because if you start balancing glucose and insulin, you start to shed body fat. If anything, metformin seems to shuttle more fat into fat cells because you see lots of people taking large doses of metformin. And a large dose is 2,000 milligrams a day or above, in, uh, you know, twice a day. And they don't, they don't lose weight. They never lose weight unless they they try to lose weight. They cut their calories. They start exercising. They have to ask yourself how metformin works if it's balancing sugar and insulin, but yet it lets people remain obese uh, with a lot of uh, subcutaneous fat. It also doesn't seem to stop the promotion of visceral fat. That that worries me a lot. Um, it, it, you know, I think it wasn't until uh, Peter Atia came out on his podcast and said, you know, uh, I'm having second thoughts about metformin because he was a big metformin pro. And then he said, you know, I'm having really second thoughts about metformin that I really literally felt vindicated because I have a lot of respect for him. I'm like, okay, you know, I haven't been on the metformin bandwagon ever, uh, not since uh, the first people started promoting it as, as a senolytic. But with that being said, talking about these other two compounds, um, resveratrol and uh, NMN, they work in very different pathways. One has a metabolic impact directly, and that is the resveratrol. In my humble opinion, I think resveratrol is the, is the heavier lifter of these two compounds. I think that the NAD, the NMN complements it because the metformin is what increases sirtuin production to a great degree. Uh, it, it, and, and it's the one that uh, actually is also considered an exercise mimetic. Remember the, 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 the author we had on from the UK about eight years ago when that, uh, news article in the mirror said, uh, skip the gym and have another bottle of wine. 
Uh, we had the author of that study on, and he was as pissed off about that, how they used that study as I was, because that wasn't his message in his, in his, uh, study on resveratrol. Uh, and, and resveratrol is an exercise mimetic. It does, it shows, uh, changes in the body that are usually seen only, uh, with exercise. But they gave those rodents the equivalent of a thousand bottles of wine a day in resveratrol. Which, you know, it's, it's laughable how these clickbait articles originate. Um, but I think that I, I really do, John, think that the resveratrol is the heavy lifter here, but we can't ignore the importance of uh, having uh, NAD available, especially for mitochondria. Would you agree with that statement, Jackie? Yes. Okay. So how long does it take for people to start to notice? And what do people notice in your experience when you look at some of the research uh, on these two compounds, how long does it take for people to notice anything? Or is this something you don't notice because it's like, like homeowner's insurance, your home never burns down. So you never use it and you never feel the experience of it, of what it would provide for you. Well, I think that, uh, there's people who start to realize it after like a couple weeks, um, just outside of the research. And then a lot of these studies uh, pertaining to NMN are 10-week studies, six-week studies that have, you know, impactful health results. And people notice the changes then too. So um, in terms of resveratrol, I'm not sure how long. But I know for NMN, people usually notice an energy boost. And that's one of the first things that people tend to notice. Thomas Whittingham is, is asking me if I think that the Verso is better than the Rev Genetics that used to be on the show. I don't know that Rev Genetics has NMN. They didn't have it when when they were a sponsor on the show. The other problem I have with with uh, with, with uh, Rev Genetics is their their resveratrol is in a compound called Tween, which is a, a synthetic compound that's also used uh, as a de-icer um, for jets standing on the runway, getting ready to take off. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure uh, that tween is a good thing just because it's an approved ingredient by the FDA. There's lots of things that the FDA approves that really aren't good in the end. Um, so, and they claim that that tween is what uh, get, gets more resveratrol into your bloodstream uh, than just resveratrol, micronized res, resveratrol by itself. Um, same thing with their curcumin, right? They, their curcumin is, a, they claim it has like a 5,000% more bioavailable. You know, what we've learned about curcumin is if you just take your curcumin with fat, a fatty meal, it, you'll, you'll absorb all of it and you don't have to put any special compounds in it to make that happen and you don't have to pay extra money for it either. Um, but I, I, I like the fact that these two compounds are in, in one capsule, Thomas. That's really what I do. Uh, they're, they're both important equally. And sure, you could buy them separately and take them individually. But, but Verso just takes the thought out of it. That, that's, that's my real feeling about it. And I will continue to use Verso long after uh, they are not a sponsor any longer. I can assure you of that. So, you, so people do notice things, huh? I, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. to hear that. Yes, they do. I mean, my mom took it too, and she noticed her energy changing in about two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Elisa says, "What about black pepper and curcumin? You don't need it. Uh, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, pep, uh, biperine, I believe, is the trade name of the black pepper agent that improves absorption. Absorption, but you don't need it if you just take it. Take it with a meal. Um, take it with a fatty meal. That's it." As long as you're taking your, your curcumin with a fatty meal, uh, you will absorb almost all of it, and it doesn't cost more money. So there you go. But, yes, you're right. Bi biperine, biperine, that is a, a, an additive to help uh, people absorb their, their curcumin better. Um, so if, if people start taking Verso now, do you think that – what do you think? I mean, from the study, if you can extrapolate out, what, what is most, most noticeable like a decade later, even if we're using rodent studies here? Um, well, the rodent, I, I would actually like to talk about this one study after, uh, out of Dr. Shinamai's lab at University of Washington, which basically showed that NMN supplementation in mice from five weeks to 17 weeks, so essentially until old age, 
um, mitigated age-associated physio physiological decline. And so what they saw was that these mice had a lower body weight, they had better insulin sensitivity, better energy and mitochondrial function, they had better immune function, they had better improved eyesight, um, and they had activation of longevity genes instead of activation of aging genes. So there was no activation of aging genes, but just the longevity genes. And I, there was way more results from this study, but um, essentially it shows that it extends health span in these mice by, you know, changing these factors, insulin sensitivity and body weight and stuff like that. So obviously mice have very short lifespans compared to humans because they have a much higher metabolic rate. Uh, but with that being said, are there any studies on any of these compounds in humans at this point in time? Yes. Yeah, so for NMN, there have been, well, there's obviously the safety trial, and then there have been three tri human trials that I'm aware of. And so one was in pre-diabetic women, and it was 10 weeks of supplementation. It was randomized and placebo-controlled, and it showed that after 10 weeks of supplementing 250 milligrams per day, these women had better insulin sensitivity in their muscle. And then... This no, no, go ahead. And then, because I was just going to say, that's golden right there. That's amazing to me. Oh, yeah. And then the second study was not peer-reviewed. It was in 22 healthy older adult Japanese men. And it showed that for, I think it was 12 weeks of supplementation at 250 milligrams, it improved their muscle function and measures of mobility, like improved their gait speed, it improved their grip strength, and it improved um, their 30-second chair stand test. So... Um, is, is resveratrol, it does have antioxidant properties, correct? Yes. How profound are those antioxidant properties? Well, I believe there's studies in resveratrol, for resveratrol in humans that show that um, it mitigates oxidative stress and improves inflammation. So I would say they're pretty profound. Okay. And what about NMN? Any indication that it has antioxidant value as well? Yeah, there is as well. So NMN improves or NR, which is a precursor to NMN, improves inflammation in humans. I'm not aware if uh, NMN studies have shown that in humans as well, but I would assume so because of NR's relationship with NMN. Right, right. Um, what does NR stand for? Nicotinamide riboside. Oh, okay, okay. So that's a precursor to NMN. Interesting, <laughs> because antioxidants play a big role in aging better too, we're finding, especially... Um, if you look at some of Dr. Aubrey de Grey's work early on, he was the one who postulated the uh, mitochondrial theory of aging. And his his supposition is exercise isn't even good for you, which we know is not true. Um, of course, it just spins off more oxidative stress. Uh, so, but, but antioxidants clearly have a profound effect on aging. There's no doubt about it. Um, we have a sponsor uh, here that makes an antioxidant based on a study that was done in rodents. Antioxidants can actually prolong life in rodents. Uh, so it's, uh, it, 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 it's good that it also does that as well. I want to take our last commercial break. If anybody wants to post questions, please do. Uh, and we will be right back with more. Stay tuned. Verso contains potent compounds proven to increase NAD+. NAD+, is arguably the most important molecule in the body, and without it, you would die in less than 30 seconds. It's responsible for a number of physiological processes, one being that it guides longevity genes called sirtuins to direct cells in the body to perform their jobs. NAD+, levels drop with age, and when they're low, there isn't enough to guide sirtuins, so your cells start to break down. This explains why the body ages, and consequently, wrinkles appear. There is less benefit to exercise. It takes longer to recover and an older body is not resilient like a young body. Start reversing biological age now. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash verso and use the code SHR for 20% off plus free shipping on your bottle of verso today. If you'd like a shortcut to better sleep, 
more energy, and calmer, more stable moods, then you should make sure you're supplementing with magnesium daily. Let me tell you why. About 75% of people are magnesium deficient. This deficiency can lead to higher levels of anxiety, irritability, trouble sleeping, and low energy. It can even contribute to foot and leg cramps while you sleep. Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers is the single best magnesium supplement in the world. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed, and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood and energy levels, and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. I take Magnesium Breakthrough every night and I sleep better because I use it. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash SHR and use the code SHR10 during checkout to save 10% off and get free shipping. Check it out. I would easily say that I am the hugest proponent you will ever meet to doing anything that will improve the quality of my sleep. And that's because sleep is linked to just about every metabolic disorder we see in our population today. One of the easiest things you can do to improve the quality of your sleep is to get a pillow that can be shaped into the exact form factor that allows you to get your best night's sleep. And that is my pillow. I've been sleeping with my pillow for a few years now, and I can tell you that when I have to travel and stay in hotels, I don't get a good night's sleep because I don't have my pillow with me. Right now, you can save up to 60% off of everything offered to improve the quality of your sleep at shrnetwork.biz slash my pillow when you use the code SHR. Or you can call toll free 800 889 4938. And remember to use code SHR to save up to 60% off of everything at their website. Dogs should be powered by fat and protein, not carbs. That's why Visionary Pet makes low-carb, ketogenic dog food for dogs of all breeds and life stages. From kibble to freeze-dried and even low-carb treats, all Visionary Pet recipes are very low-carb, ketogenic, and made with 100% real meat protein. Shop now and use code SHR for 20% off your first order today. Your dog deserves the lifelong benefits of optimal nutrition. Make the switch to Visionary and see why smart dogs eat low-carb. If you've listened to Superhuman Radio for any length of time, you know I'm a big proponent of peptides. One of my favorites is GHKCU, the blue copper peptide. It has the ability to repair and regenerate more youthful expression of skin cells, reversing the signs of aging. Restore Cell's Stem Cell Awakening Serum, along with their other products, contains potent formulations of blue copper peptides and only the highest quality organic ingredients. Superhuman Radio listeners can now save 20 25% site-wide, go to shrnetwork.biz slash blue and use the code SHR25. Remodel your skin today. C60, also known as Buckminster Fullerene, is the most powerful, most versatile antioxidant in the world. It's been shown in studies to double the lifespan of rodents. We all know the importance of taking antioxidants to slow aging, reduce inflammation, and improve mitochondrial function and energy production. But there are literally hundreds of antioxidants that would cost you thousands of dollars to take every day. I take one. I take C60 from C360 Health. Revive and rejuvenate are two blends that harness the power of C60. Don't waste another minute. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash revive and use the code SHR for 15% off and free shipping inside the United States today. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. I screwed up the imagery for two of the spots, but I have to tell you, I've been using the Restore Cell products, and uh, Elisa and I went to a spa this weekend uh, for an early Valentine's Day, and I got a facial, and the esthetician said I had beautiful skin. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I, I, the only reason I have beautiful skin is because for the past few weeks, I've been using the Restore Cell products. And if it can make, if it can make this old shoe look good, then it can help anybody. So I'm a big believer in their products now. Um, let's see here. We have a question. Let's see what it is. Craig Hollander. I love having Craig on the show because he's brilliant. NMN increases the aerobic capacity of the human during exercise training. And the improvement is likely the result of enhanced O2 utilization of skeletal muscle. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we, I'm going to have you speak to that, but we got a scientist coming on that shows that VO2 max is increased by improving muscle function, not cardiovascular efficiency. Uh, It's the muscles interaction with oxygen and utilization that increases VO2 max, which means that weightlifting actually has a greater impact on VO2 max than running for days and days. That's that study's coming up here shortly, but good. You want to speak to Craig Hollander's comment about how NMN increases aerobic capacity? Yeah, so this was the third study I was going to mention, which was actually only a six-week study. Um, it was uh, in 
amateur runners. And basically for six weeks, they went through this exercise training program and they took 600 milligrams to 1200 milligrams of men. And these were the results that it increased their aerobic capacity. And it's really interesting. It sort of pairs well with the research in mice where NMN supplementation increases endurance. Yeah, it's fascinating. And, and, and we're learning that cardiovascular conditioning uh, isn't really directly uh, affected by the cardiovascular system as much as it is by the muscles. This is, this is really groundbreaking information. And this kind of plays right into that discussion. Um, you know, making the muscles, it's like if you have a car that's running really rich and it's burning all this unnecessary fuel, you're going to have to fill up that car more often with gas. And then all of a sudden you tune the engine and now the engine is able to run at a much leaner capacity and actually produce more horsepower, which this is a real phenomenon for those of you old enough to remember carbureted cars. Um, all of a sudden you, you go, oh my God, this car runs so much better now that I'm not drowning it in gasoline. It's the same phenomenon. It's like your muscles are what actually affect your VO2 max more than your capacity to fill your lungs and your heart to, to pump the, because if your muscles are going, Hey, we're fine. We, we don't need more oxygen. We're fine. The heart doesn't have to work as hard. The lungs don't have to work as hard. There's your VO2 max. There it is. Fascinating. Did we miss anything that you wanted to talk about that? I, I, I did not cover. Um, me specifically. Well, I would say there's a lot of fascinating information out there about sirtuins. Like CERT1 is linked with better insulin sensitivity. They're all linked with lifespan um, pretty much. But CERT3 in humans, there was a study in older adult Italians and the there was more expression in the ones who live longer of CERT3. And CERT7, there was also interesting, really, really interesting research um, pertaining to DNA protection, gene regulation, cell proliferation, and improvements in people who are in animals who have heart disease. CERT6 is known as the longevity gene. Um, it's really important for DNA repair, it seems, genome stability, and homeostasis regulation of glycolysis, and also for lifespan extension, like all of these CERT2ins seem to be. So, so are, are we seeing a higher increase in one over the other when we talk about these two compounds, or are they all increased? I'm not actually sure. I know that CERT1 is increased by resveratrol. Um, and I think there is some research there that would further explain which ones are being more activated. But I think that overall, um, I mean, it's different between mice and humans because we have more sirtuin genes. But I think that overall, these compounds activate just these sirtuins in general. So now I'm going to ask you to share with the audience some of the other things you're working on in the area of dementia. Mm -hmm. So right now, I, so I go to USC. I'm doing my master's in the science of aging, gerontology and nutrition. And so currently I'm finishing up with my internship, which is doing research pertaining to music therapy and its impacts on dementia. So, so expand on that. So are there certain um, sources of music that improve people's recall of short-term memory? Yeah, so I guess specifically if you play, it's really interesting, if you play music from um, when these people were in their 20s to early 30s, they seem to have, they seem to be able to talk about memories from their life again. So this music is sort of activating parts of their brains that allow them to speak about their life. Alisa, if you're still watching the show, does that remind you of me? <laughs> so just this weekend, so I have this weird habit. I'll hear a song and I'll go, oh, um, that's the year I moved to Las Vegas. Oh, that's, you know, when I remember that when I was a kid in Brooklyn. And she says, you know, whenever you talk about music, you always talk about places that you remember. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's because music punctuates your life. It underscores times of your life. So it's easy for you to remember a song and say, oh, you know, that was the song that they played at my wedding or something like that. So it's, and I never thought about, uh, I never thought about exploiting that to unlock the memories and people who have trouble recalling things. That's fascinating to me. So, and obviously if you play an English song spoken in English, 
to a Japanese person, it probably doesn't have any effect on their memory, does it? Not too much. Um, it seems that cultural music, playing music, for instance, if it's a Chinese person playing Chinese music has the biggest impact um, or Appalachian music for people from Appalachia. Um, and so this cultural tie-in is really important. And it makes perfect sense. If you think about memory and recall, you think of the hard drive as, as an example of our brain, right? Um, if, if everything is indexed and put somewhere, but if you forget the indexing path, it's hard to find back your way back to that memory. But music is stored differently in the brain. And the way music and, and symphony and songs are stored in the brain may get you into that sector of your hard drive unknowingly. And then, oh, look at this memory that's here at the same time. You think that's what's going on? I do. I think um, it's definitely super fascinating. We see that music therapy improves quality of life for people. It improves their agitation or BPSD symptoms, which are basically just the symptoms, behavioral symptoms and psychological symptoms of um, dementia. And it improves like agitation, anxiety, depression. So... And, and it allows them to talk like we were just speaking about. So there's this really interesting documentary called Alive Inside. And it, it shows that when you play this music for these people, they're able to, there was one guy in the show named Henry and he has dementia, doesn't ever talk. And you play this music from when he was around 20 and all of a sudden he's talking, he's engaging, he's dancing around. So it's very impactful. Well, let's not forget that people who have strokes Sometimes all they can do is sing perfectly, but they can't speak any longer, which shows you that, that there's some sort of partitioning of music, song, and symphony uh, in an area of the brain that seems accessible. You know, um, I've told this story a number of times, and I'm sure that some of you in the audience are tired of hearing about it, but I met Timothy Leary uh, when I was in my mid-20s when I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I did a lot of LSD when I was a kid in high school and into my early 20s. And so we had conversations uh, after his lecture. Uh, and, uh, and, and he said to me then that um, LSD increases neuronal sprouting that goes around the corpus callosum. The corpus callosum is the clearinghouse. If you want something from the left hemisphere, you have to go through the corpus callosum. If you want something from the right hemisphere, you got to go. You can't direct connect to anything. But LSD increased the sprouting of nerves from one hemisphere to the other. And this is why synesthesia is possible. You can, you can smell a color, you know? And so that was actually proven to be true. Now, he said this back then, 1987, 88. That was proven about four or five years ago to actually happen. Uh, and, and how he knew this, I could only <laughs> guess that he did a lot of LSD and he kind of had this um, critical thinking that was enhanced by his his brain's plasticity that occurred from all of his LSD exposure. Um, but it's... It, oh, hold on. Sorry about that. The, uh, the server has a mind of its own. It does LSD. <laughs> Um, but but the, the fascinating thing about all of that is that, um, you know, when, when we talk about music, it, there seems to be a, a, a breaking of the way uh, things are stored in the brain when it comes to music. It doesn't seem to follow the protocols. And, and, and as a result of that, it, it makes perfect sense that someone would hear someone who's completely uh, obliterated by dementia can hear a song and recall their wedding. Or hear a song and recall their first child's birth or something like that. It's a, and remember, humans are the only species on the planet that make music. I'm not talking about the chatter of chimpanzees that sound mm -hmm. harmonic or whales talking to each other. They're not singing. That's how they communicate. We are the only species on the planet that orchestrate, organize sounds and words and make music. So mu mu I, I think you're onto something here with this area of, of study. I think music may hold a lot of uh, secrets uh, for the brain. It is really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being on the show today, Jackie. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, that's it for today. We have, uh, I know we have a good show tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow's Tuesday. So we have 
the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish. So I hope you can tune in. Don't forget, share this show. You never know whose life you're going to change. Uh, you can save a life. I've told you before, I have a, a direct authority of the Pope himself, that if you share a show and it helps somebody, you're going to heaven. So there you go. We'll see everybody. <laughs> Jackie's not laughing. I don't think she liked it. <laughs> All right, we'll see everybody tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thanks for being here today. Take care.